that uh, a little closer to um, death than we probably wanted to. Oh, I had to I had to save my precious driver because we were pulling out into the road and there was this truck coming. He didn't see it, but we were all good. It wasn't that close, but yeah, it was very close to not being able to say this transition that was beautifully done, which is welcome back. It's been a minute, but we are back hot off the presses starting season two, effectively known as hot TLGR summer. That is Obviously. what I'm going to be calling it because it's what it is. <laughs> but um, we're happy to be back. We're happy to be covering the news as per usual. And you got your two best hosts ever back with Cameron. And I'm Griffin. And we are much, oh, we have a lot to talk about today. It's been been a productive May. And I will ask you, Griffin, how was your May? Uh, it's been good. You know, busy. Got done with Got done with finals first couple weeks and uh, started my new job. So been doing that, staying busy, but it's not been too bad. Mm, yeah, I start, I start my work tomorrow. So back on the summer summer job aspect of it, but it shouldn't be too bad. It was basically the same thing I was doing like this spring. So mostly just full time with that. But, you, uh, but from what you've been telling me, you are officially a uh, private military contractor. I, I uh, actually am officially a DOD contractor. Um, working with, you, stay, uh, you know, you're going I don't, I don't, I don't want to get like CIA, you know, talk too much about this, but, um, yeah, I was working on a, I, uh, work on a lot of job sites and I was out on the military base, uh, this past week, a couple weeks. And, um, yeah, I was talking to the contractor and apparently we're working on the department of the defense's dime. So, uh, technically I'm a military contractor. You, you bastard over there going against everything we stand for. We don't at least I'm, at least I'm protecting people. The amount of, you know, I, I ended up on a lot of job sites, a lot of construction workers, which, you know, surprise, surprise, is a lot of hogs. Mm-hmm, of and course. Shit is unhinged. It's awesome. I love it so much. It's awesome. There was a, a concrete truck that was like, it was like red, white, and blue. And it said, make concrete great again. And it had Donald Trump pictures and quotes on it. There was a dude with a, a, a fuck Joe Biden, Trump is still president hat. I gave him nux and said, let's go, Brandon. Undercover, little, obviously. Little did he know, yeah. Yeah. So gotta, it's been, gotta yeah. Do, gotta so many, survive sometimes. So many slurs. It's wild. Oh, yeah, 100% between just general ableism and you'll obviously get the gay one every once in a while and just a lot of, oh, the, the demon rats want to do all that stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, of course, they're true, obviously. Yeah, they're right, so. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we speaking of hogs, I guess I will pivot onto that, is a story that has not been, obviously it's been, a very long time since we've been talking about this over almost a month at this point. So there's been a lot of political news and just world news in general, but I figured we'd start off with uh, our favorite Hogalina out in Colorado. Um, House member Lauren Boebert is going through some uh, dramatic times uh, out there in Southeastern or Southwestern rather Colorado. She has been, she's officially filed for divorce um, from her husband. As far as I'm aware, she was the one that initiated it because, uh, apparently he was not a great dude, but at the same time, she has been defending him for a long time. Uh, the, the timeline of their whole relationship is really funny to me. They met when she was a waitress and she was 16. And he was 22. The uh, age of consent in Colorado is 16, but they got permission from her parents supposedly to be together. And she got pregnant at 17, had the kid and um, married. This guy has been with him ever since had a few others like I think it's like five kids she's had something like that. That's like she's a grandma, isn't she? She is. Her her oldest son 
also had a kid with a girl at six at 17 which will be making her a 36 year old grandmother i think i think the son's uh baby mama is due this summer i think i don't think she's actually a grandma yet but very very close so yeah she's a 36 year old divorced grandma and she's going to be lecturing you on uh what is your right as a duty (laughs) that is the most unhinged sentence 36 year old divorced grandma Mm -hmm. it's 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 crazy. The I didn't like hear a whole lot about it, but you know, after we talked about it, did it like have you like the phone call? Like apparently the husband yeah. was like wailing on one of the kids and um the kid like tried to call the police for help and like Lauren Bobert like ran over and said, No, hang up. Like made the kid like took the phone from the kid, said she was just joking. Yeah, you like, can what, clearly hear the kid in distress too. Yeah, like do you know how bad your fucking dad has to wail on you as a kid that you're gonna go call the police? I, I well, my um my driver last night as I was saying my buddy <laughs> he he actually made a I told him about that and he made a great take on he's like if you ever find yourself siding with the person like your partner over your kids something in your worldview is really really messed yeah. up I think the only like and this isn't reasonable obviously but the only like legitimate explanation that I could think for her like trying to defend him is like trying to keep it quiet for a political career. Um, yeah, that's that's the only like, like, like not even like logical, but like yeah, I can that's see obviously it yeah. inexcusable. Mm, like, yeah, uh, how do you how do you watch your husband beat the fuck out of your kids and not immediately take your kids and leave and call the police? Like, mm-hmm. but she did she filed for divorce. I assume because of that reason, but like the damage is done at that point. Like, why are you yeah. trying to protect him legally? After well, I I don't make think, it easier to get your kids. Uh, honestly, I don't think she would have if it didn't like get out. Like, you know, if she could have kept it, like, successfully under wraps, she might have just stayed with him. That's fair. Because, um, obviously, like, the tradition, like the trad calf can't have divorce. Otherwise, you're going straight to hell. Yeah. But she also can't really play the trad calf. Like, you know, you're, you're – I mean, she can, but she wasn't married when she had her first kid, was she? No way. I think they might have done, like, a rush ceremony, so it was still okay in the eyes of God. Uh, yeah. but, but, like, like they, they fucked before. Oh, yeah. 100%. She was 17. <laughs> They didn't yeah. think she planned to get married at that point. Well, th- do they have child marriage laws in Colorado? That's actually a great question. I I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll tell Jamie to look it up for us, I guess. But <laughs> Jamie, look it up. Yeah, the- <laughs> Sam, I, I Sam, look it I up. I generally have no idea. The only thing I looked was that they was like the age of consent was sixteen because I read that article about it. But it was uh, just insane to read that whole timeline of things because, like, like you said, where have you ever heard the phrase thirty-six year old divorced grandmother" before? That's just insane. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. the, it's that's so awesome. That's hoggling the yeah. Speaking of awesome too. So we, we talked about recording this bonus wise um, at the time, but we, we watched it and enjoyed watch the, watch the shit burn kind of thing. But CNN a few weeks ago hosted the first um, public event kind of thing for Donald Trump on his 2024 campaign and was a Republican town uh, town hall with questions from the from the audience um, in New Hampshire with uh, both Republican registered Republican voters and quote unquote um, un, un independent voters, aka just the right wingers. Every single but independent was, voter they asked voted Republican, voted for Trump in twenty twenty. So, yeah, it it was insane. It was just a whole like he was looking good in front of his in front of his stands like that. He continued to deny the twenty twenty election. Basically, dug in, called uh, the person that shot Ashley Babbitt a thug because he's black. Called the reporter nasty. He was hitting classic Trump. He was going Trump like he was going back to twenty. He's so back. He's so back. Oh yeah, he's he's so back. He's going right at because he has to match up to like the first campaign where he said Mexican rapist and all that stuff. He has to get back on that. I don't think he, he does he, though. 
He's lost once though. He loses all credibility because he already was beaten by a corpse. Like, like you I can't come back from that. Yeah, and like I don't know. Honestly, like this is like inverse because obviously, like the usual primary strat is to be as unhinged as possible, and then you act normal once you get the primary nomination. Right, right. The first eighty percent is easy. You gotta get the last twenty. Yeah, and so it's like I feel like he should almost like take it the other route where. He, he's getting the Republican nomination. There's nothing that yeah, he, there, he would have to... No question. He could sit on his ass and say literally nothing for the next eight months, and he's getting the Republican nomination. 100%. No, no other candidate will poll above 10, maybe 20% at the highest. No, and he just so has to keep bullying primary. DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Speaking of our boy DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Meatball Ronda. Little Ronda. Little Ronda. And now, well, attempted to announce his run for president on Twitter. Oh, it was Which really, really bad. Hilarious. It's honestly, it's awesome. Trump got him good on that. There was a post after where it was. It was clearly like a photoshopped like list of the people who were like participating in it or like speakers in it. And he had so it's Elon Musk and DeSantis, and then he had like George Soros in there. You know, um, all the classic villains, and then like he had like Satan and the FBI. They had Dick Cheney in there. He, he did have Dick Cheney in there, and Dick Cheney actually asked a question in the like the AI video. It was like, oh, well, if we can find WMDs, maybe you can find some like chance of beating Trump in the primary or something like that. Like it was just insane. But the the broadcast failed miserably. It crashed like ten times. It couldn't have audio. They had to start it on another account. It, it failed miserably. Which, they, they claim they claim to be beating um, internet records with this disastrous launch of a campaign. And there were so many people that crashed the servers of Twitter. First of all, it was, it was audio only. It was 400,000 people, which is less than the top Twitch streamers get on a day anyway. They, they streamed to millions of people every single day, every single second. And which is, and that's audio and video, both at HD quality. Their audio was okay, and there was no video. It was just like, it crashed anyway. It was melting the servers of Twitter because there was, quote-unquote, too much bandwidth. That's terrible. It's so funny. And well, the best the best part of that I, is I just, definitely the, the Tucker part. But, like the, the yeah. Tucker part has got to be the best part of that. The fact that he's just like that's where he wants to launch his next show, and just and obviously he has a very large audience. I think what like two million people were tuned in every every night to his broadcast, something like that. It was it was yeah. an absurd amount of people, and Which definitely is crazy more than that he's pulling that. A hundred percent. But it's, it's that primetime slot. It's not the person. It's definitely the time slot because Bill O'Reilly did the same oh, thing. Rush Limbaugh did the same back in the day. But genuinely, you take – like he wanted to like keep these millions of people onto his – he's like, I'm that guy. I'm going to be able to keep all these people with me. And like he wants to have millions of people listening only to him, and it crashed with 400,000. My guy, you are not going to yeah, be able to handle no that at all. And we'll, and if Musk loses Tucker, like, it's over. It's done. Twitter's done. I mean, Twitter's already done. It's over. Twitter is already falling off so hard. I know you were never uh, really I think, on it, but I, I, uh, I've been I, on it. And it's just it's bad now. Yeah, I never was much of a Twitter guy, but uh, back to the Santa's launch. I this is my this has been my take, and it's even more my take is it political suicide. Like you, I like because my my take here's my take. If DeSantis shuts the fuck up, endorses Trump. Can you close the window, please? Thank you. I just started <laughs> storming here out of nowhere. That it's happened. It's, in my, it's raining in my window. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's if he if he, if shuts, he shuts up, up. and yeah. endorses Trump, and 
Like, Trump's going to win, obviously. Trump's going to take it anyways. He can shut up, be governor for four years, and he's primed for a 28 run. He's got the Republican nomination on lock in 28. It's over. And there's no one the DNC has a chance to put up in the yeah, next 25 you're years. you almost guaranteed the presidency in 28 if you just shut the fuck up. Or even, yeah, like, just, run, just or even like, try and run as his fights. That's like... Hit- the best, the best comparison has always been, like, I, I was mentioning the Comey rule and stuff like that, but it's always been ever since he was, like, elected. He's, like, this old New York money guy, Trump being. Like, he's, like, the, the mob boss. Like, get to come kiss the ring for approval. And yeah. DeSantis had the ring. He was, like, he was in Don's favor until he decided, you know what? Maybe someone else can be president. And that someone else can be me. Well, but, but, no, no. As soon as you go again, you're spitting in the Don's eye. You're going to get you're gonna get a horse head in your bed. You're, it's over. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and the thing is, like, Trump's right. DeSantis doesn't exist without Trump. DeSantis was a nobody until yeah, he like he went super. He, there was that one commercial about him fucking indoctrinating his kid into MAGA, and uh, and like and that like sparked it. And Trump's like, yeah, I like this guy, and like really propped him up. And that's how we won the like the gubernatorial race in Florida the first time. And that's how we did better in it the second time was like riding Trump's like tail. And so, like, you're the only reason your career exists is Donald Trump. You just went against him. You made an enemy of the most influential Republican by far, not even close. He's going to destroy you. Everything about you. He's just going to obliterate you. He'll never endorse you. Like, it, it was like, I, like, correct me if I'm wrong. He has to give up the governor's seat, right? If he's so- running. So normally you'd be correct, but Florida turning into the authoritarian hell state that it is has actually just passed a law through the legislature and signed by Ronnie D himself that when you are currently governor or any state official, you can still run for your next office without losing your current one. So if you lose, what a coincidence! I know, right? Yeah, talk about like that's really favoring the little guy. Really, that's what you. That's that's really helping the people, right? That that it impacts 115 people tops. Well, you know we're we're fighting the woke mind virus, so. Woke is uh, Florida is where woke goes to die, which was yep. his like open, that's was his line in his like acceptance speech of his second governorship. So I I mean it's not as bad if he doesn't forfeit the governorial seat, but it's still bad. It's like, oh, yeah, it was a, it was just an awful political move. Like and like he's it's not like he's old. What DeSantis is forty four. I think so. Yeah, he's like you insanely can wait, young. You can wait four more years, guy. Like you're not going to win. You're going to get cooked, and Trump's going to cook you. He's mm, going to roast you, you and he's going to toast you. And he's going to just make you a little meatball round of sanctimonious. Like, you're done. It's over. It's it's literally the exact same thing of Ted Cruz. Like, Ted Cruz was primed to be the next president at some yeah. point. Like, after 2016, because his polling wasn't good enough. And Trump comes out of nowhere and call, like, calls his hands little, his wife ugly, and, like, makes yeah. him take it. Just made fun and, of him. And now Ted, and everybody hates Ted Cruz now. Yeah, when, when have you heard Ted Cruz's name in contention for the White House? Like, he knows better not to run now because he's obviously a Trump guy. But he knows that he 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 can never pull above anything. He was literally turned into a cuck on national television, and the yeah. same way it happened to Ron DeSantis. And now he's the only like, difference is like the only t- difference is DeSantis's wife, a very nice looking lady. Yeah, she has cancer, so it's done. Does she, does she actually? I'm pretty sure she has cancer, or she had cancer, one of the two. Huh. Well, she, or yeah, she like, or like from what I understand is like little Rhonda just kind of sits in the corner and is quiet, and she kind of dominates the room. Really. And so I'm sure he'll uh, use that against him, call him a little cuck baby or something. Oh, 100%. And make fun of his laugh. Yeah. His, and he's like, been laughing to the demons. Like, it's just, it's going to do the same thing he did to whoever else he called short. Like, oh, Ron, you're too I, short. 
He yeah, he says Little Ronda. Well, he didn't call him that. That that, that no, will be Hassan. someday though. Hassan always calls yeah. him Little Ronda. Yeah, but he already said Little Ronda Santos or something like that. He was like Small Ronda Santos is five seven, and he tw- he truthed it out on his name. Like, bro, you're done. Yeah, it's over. coming up you to the six lost. three, buddy. Dude, he yeah. called you Meatball Ron, and people and applauded. You lost. It's, it's not done. even. It's not even as bad as that too. Like. Everyone expects Trump to be mean to any any opponent that he ever has. Everyone knows that, like going in. But the fact that you got roasted and toasted by Joseph Robinette Biden, that yeah. man is eighty thousand years old. As you soon as can't. the Twitter thing goes down, he said he posts a tweet immediately. You know what, guys? You know what, Jack? This link works, and it was like yeah. to his campaign or something. Like they're like, damn man, you you're can't, making yeah, Joseph Biden look. That's good. a good point. Like you can get sauced by Trump because everybody gets sauced by Trump, but you cannot get roasted. By Joe Brandon. No, it's you, done. You just it's over. It's, he, he, like I said, it's he won't pull above 20%, and he's just going to waste all this money. He, he raised $8 million or, eight, or $9 million in the first 24 hours campaign. These idiots are sending him money to a doomed campaign, just like that of Tim Scott in South Carolina. He, as the senator out of uh, South Carolina, the only actual African-American Republican senator, in, I think since the Civil War, has um, announced like his 2024 run after using this exploratory commission to, to find out if it was going to be good. I have no idea what that commission found out, but they are completely wrong there. He's going to be wasting another like so much money. He's going to get roasted and toasted just like Ronnie D, and he's never going to pull against five percent. I'm sorry, sir. You, my they, they, Christ, won't, they you're won't black, elect you. and you're running in the Republican Party. You lost. It's over. You, it's a hundred. That's that was the biggest criticism of Obama's first term was literally just that he was black. That's yeah, the only brown. thing that they ran against. They they and hated you, him you being brown so much that they accused him of being born in another country. Exactly. You think Trump will be like, I found Tim Scott's birth certificate somewhere? Yeah. I'd be like, He's actually from Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. He's never been from the South. He wouldn't even know what South Carolina looks like. It's beautiful there. Quite quite frankly, he's probably an immigrant. Not even sure he's from America. Quite frankly. I, I do. I brought this up to you, and I know it's very like it's like the one in tr- ten trillion chance, but it is out there in the universe now because I brought it into existence. The really, really scary thought that if Trump does well, that's no, not even if when he wins the Republican nomination as, and he has to pick his vice, he won't go with like the front runners like uh, Green or Carrie Lake out of Arizona, or even Bobert's been mentioned too, but. He could pick Ronnie D because they typically go There's with the second no place, and that's really, really scary. Because that would There's no way he picks Ronnie that would D. sway a lot of people. I I don't actually think it. I think I don't think Ronnie D's voter base is a lot bigger than Trump's. I think it's bigger. Um, like I think if Ronnie D got the nomination, he would do better than Trump. I still don't think he'd win. I agree. Um, at least at least not this year. Not on an incumbent. Next year, next election, if it's like two two new guys, I think Ronnie D would win. But mm-hmm, now, 100%. first of all, Trump will never Trump will never pick him as his fights because they're enemies now. Well, Trump won't have it. He's too proud. But it would be putting him in the ultimate you can't, you can't spend role. It. Yeah, but be like, you yeah, have to listen I mean, to me. You're my vice president. He could, he could, could cut Ron because he's too stupid to realize the Twenty Fifth Amendment exists. But at the same time, like. I don't, I don't, I just don't see it doing it. Like Trump's made an enemy. Like you can't just abuse this guy for eight months and then be like, "Well, he's actually quite." I'm quite fond of Ron, the sanctimonious meatball. He's a good, he's a good vice meatball. Like you can't just <laughs> well, like that's... rope him back in like that. It was kind of the reverse of uh, the Democratic ticket in 2020. Like Harris spent the entire campaign trail just clowning on Brandon. Like he's too old. 
he's too old. He doesn't know what we're doing. And I, I, I need to be the first, whatever, like to do all this. Yeah. And as soon as that was, as soon as he actually won the nomination, cause he's an old white guy who was, was like, Hey, you second place, Camelot, get over here. <laughs> get over here. What's your, what's your name? Karen, get over here. Yeah, exactly. We won, Joe. We won. We did it. You're president now. Ah, All who, I'm who saying. Who is this? I, I, how'd, how'd you get it could Ka- Kamala would have been worse than Joe. Oh, as the nomination? It would never even came close. She wouldn't, no, well, she wouldn't like, have won DC. No, even if like Kamala like was president, it would have been worse than Joe. Oh, I, I, I agree. I, I honestly, obviously you're giving up part of the incumbent's advantage, which is insanely high. It's like 90, 95%. But it's, it's, it almost might be worth it. Because she is like Hassan puts it best, she is a charisma black hole, and she's been put on the yeah. worst like she is she's been put the on the worst, worst assignments ever. Like she has been blamed for all immigration right now. Like they've even backed off Brandon and said it was her because that's where she was stuck. She's been doing like nothing except for swearing people in since she got in because all the nominations have been taking up so long. She's had nothing to do. She's not been groomed to take like over the presidency, like which is kind of what you're supposed to do. It's like the reverse of Cheney. She d- hasn't done anything since she got into office. Yeah. So <laughs> in first I, Cheney. I, I, as as hard as it would be to give up that incumbency advantage on the vice chair or like on the vice presidency, you also have to realize like he could pick someone else and theoretically still do better. Like I, I think he like, would pull infinitely better. I, nobody likes Kamala. Even no, libs no. don't like Kamala. The only people who like Kamala are rad libs who are happy that a woman's there. We I know I texted this yesterday and I, I'll reiterate it here too. It's the anything a woman does is like is like feminism like as as feminist as hell take is is very like interesting to me and by interesting i just don't i just don't agree with it in the yeah, slightest i bit. agree it's it's actions based off their actions themselves and like there's this jubilee video and i just i told you about this yesterday it's just so frustrating it's like we're gonna name a woman and you walk to this like space on the on the wall it's like strongly agree to strongly disagree i was like it would name a woman and be like is she a feminist or something like that and named off like rbg and like all these like traditional people then it gets to like Amy Coney Barrett, right after she was nominated to the Supreme Court, and like half of them said she's such a feminist. She like strongly agreed. Meanwhile, she's the only one. Like as she was getting appointed, she said, "Yeah, I'm going to take down Roe v. Wade. I think that I think that's completely unconstitutional. I hate babies being murdered. I'm going to do this. Uh, I have 12 kids. Why don't the rest of you have 12 kids? Like, what's going on here? That's so feminist of you. I swear. It, yeah, it's. I agree though. It is like. It's the whole thing is like saying like if you're black you can't be anti-black or if you're white you can't be anti-white it's like that's just not true like if you can be in a woman and not like be like a traditional fem- like not be a feminist at all and like do things that are actually harming like the feminist movement 100 maybe cody barrett's a great example of that you <laughs> exactly. know just because she's a woman who's achieved a, a a serious degree of power or success doesn't make her a good person or supporting a good cause no you can, you can be proud of the fact that a woman was able to get to the supreme court 100 percent but it doesn't have to be the individual. It's the position, like the, yeah. what she's occupying. Like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. That, excuse me. Well, and it's awesome like, we've gotten to a place that that can happen, but like she has done more harm to legislation for women than any other woman on the planet. I think it also kind of stems into like our, like Western neoliberal understanding of feminism as like a successful woman equals feminism. Like Kim Kardashian being a billionaire equals feminism equals good. When, yeah, you know, I, like, if you're to look at it from, like, a really traditional standpoint, like, she's not. No, it's so, not like she's, she's not breaking the bonds of patriar- patriarchy. She still is subservient to it. And that, that's yeah. what that's what the traditional thing you're supposed to be fighting against. Like, you're not out there advocating for women. 
girl bossing and being a billionaire like so hard like exploiting your workers just as hard as the, the man does does not make you like an icon exactly but if you want to look at like real girl bossery and even like this is like half point is um bezos's ex-wife as soon as she was as soon as the divorce that went through she was given like 15 billion in cash right away she immediately donated 14 to i think it was like women's shelters like specifically but it was definitely to a lot of like charities that did help a lot of women specifically and um she gave all but one billion away because yeah no one ever needs more than a billion dollars even that's a lot of money but immediately that's became the most charitable woman of all history yeah 100 percent. but she immediately became the most like the most shared woman in history and like if you want to talk about like that's more of a girl boss thing than striking down roe v wade like what i think it's like i don't know like and even that is like this is something i looked at the other day and it's it is a very sad like kind of reflection it's like the top like 10 wealthiest women in the world are all have their money through inheritance or divorce. Yeah. Which I, that's, is it, you yeah. know, it's that's the r- truest example of like the patriarchal structure. Like yeah. it's basically like you're nothing without your man's money. That's just terrible. And it's, it's enforced. Like it's, like, you're never will, given those kind of money. And people will unironically like, like incels and like other like right wingers. And I look at that and be like, see like the only way women are ever good is when like their man is good. It's like, well, there have also never been like put in a position to be able to achieve that kind of like generational wealth and success. You know? Exactly, because until about a hundred years ago, they were still viewed as property. And even like you get to the family, like even like in our traditional like patriarchal family union unit, the eldest son is receiving the dividends in ninety five percent of the cases. So I like, actually, I actually, I actually thought of this take the other night. I don't even know why I was thinking about it. I was, just, I was walking around the casino and I actually thought about calling you to talk about it, but I figured I'd save it. Um, uh, I, I was thinking like even like based back, like if you truly really, like people like oh point to an example of like a structure that proves like the patriarchy or like the oppressive class whatever like that okay let's look at like western beauty the only time that a woman is allowed to be fat is when she's literally producing the next generation for the state like genuinely that's what you're expected to do is gain weight to have the kid and then immediately lose it right after like because again yeah. at that point like you're just like guys can look however they want most of the time there's obviously toxic masculinity on males too but the only like societally like, acceptable time for women to be fat is only when they're having a kid, like their man's child, and like then they become their son's like, like responsibility, to, like take care of kind of thing. Yeah, to me, the always like most like blatant, like it's been in like healthcare, just like the disproportionate mm. representation of like men in healthcare versus not in, like healthcare jobs, but like in like the quality of care and like the like all of our like healthcare research goes into how do we help the men like and like. This is something I. This is something I didn't understand until you know the last probably six months or so, and like actually speaking to women about it, like how archaic like healthcare for women is, and how like honestly like barbaric some of it is. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like you look at those like obviously they're older, but like you look at like the old like like even tools like for gynecology versus like looking at like male healthcare. It's like they look like torture instruments. Like yeah. and it was like, not prepared. Like IUDs, like you know, like, obviously I'm pro the existence of birth control but like iud's can be incredibly painful and often malfunction uh there's like they have mandatory like waiting periods before they can uh, like get like um hysterectomy is that where it is where they get their tubes tied yeah yeah well no hysterectomy is like the it's like when you take out like the whole like reproductive organ oh that's when they what's it called what's the what's the female vasectomy just the tube side. Is there like an actual the term? Tube side. Is there like an actual term for that? He's he's consulting our our. Uh, I am. Doctor I'm con- on consulting the the resident uh, healthcare professional. Um, 
the consensus is Tubestein. Okay, okay. But, like, even with that, like, there's mandatory waiting periods and stuff like that. They have to go through, like, interviews. Like, it's not just, like, a, I want to do this, and the doctor's like, okay. Like, they, which, you know, is, like, one thing, but that's just not the same on the male side. Or even, like, you look at abortions. There's mandatory waiting periods for abortions or even access to abortion in general. Well, it's also, that also brings back to the point, like, there are some states that, like, require you get an ultrasound before you have an abortion. Like, what, why? 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 What does that do? It's just traumatizing even more for an already traumatic experience. Like, are you crazy? Can you imagine, like, you're in a state, like, and you get raped and you have to go, like, you still want to get an abortion, you have to get an ultrasound first. Like, that's double trauma right there. Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Uh, but just... regressive politics aside, did you see what happened in Uganda today? I did not. Yeah, the Ugandan... Uh, I think chief executive, it might be president, I don't know, but they just passed um, wide sweeping legislation. Um, probably the most regressive piece of like single legislation I've seen in a long time where it is now a, like, it is federally illegal to be gay, like same sex love in Uganda. And it is a up to 10 year uh, punishment in prison if you're caught with it. This is it's like 40s Britain era. Yeah. That's like, I yeah. think it was just earlier this year in Indonesia, they uh, it made it illegal to have premarital sex. Like, how do you prove that? Like, genuinely, yeah. like, you have like a gun to the head and you can't go anywhere. Uh, I just don't like. Well, they, like they well along with that, I'm pretty sure they like ban the sale of contraceptives unless you can prove you're married. And yeah, but you know what? One, you know, you know, one place that is doing the opposite of regressive politics, and I'm talking about the most progressive politics of our country since the, the New Deal, greatest state in the union. Our home, our home mater, our beautiful star of the north. Minnesota. I love it. The Minnesota it. Democrat, Democratic Farmer Labor Party has been doing the most progressive politics that we have seen in generations since the New Deal, probably even before that. They have passed more in this six-month session because the session ended last week, and they all celebrated, as they rightfully should. Um, the session ended last week, and they're they're out of session until next January. Like They don't reconvene until like February 1st, something like that. Like It's like six months of the year, then they're off the rest of the year. But they decided with a one-seat majority in the Senate that they were going to do the most action I have ever seen, ever heard besides, like, Florida going, like, more and more, like, uh, authoritarian fascist. But it's It's been beautiful. I, it, it has been the best time ever to be a Minnesotan. It, it's – I it's you know, I, I follow the great – you know, in, in my opinion, currently the best governor in the United States of America, Timothy Walls. As do I. Uh, you know, and it, it's good. It's like daily, just dub after dub. He's posting something like, I just, I signed this dub. I signed this dub, like at constant. It's been feeding, insane. He, feeding children, yeah. like funding for families, having kids, uh, you know, protecting trans people, protecting gay people, legalizing marijuana, like protecting abortion rights. Like he's just going crazy. He doesn't stop. He doesn't miss. Too. He doesn't he's miss. pro worker. Yeah. The right to work stuff. He, uh, made it so like mandatory, uh, paid sick and, uh, maternal leave. Like he just he's, he's going crazy, and yeah, like they, it, Minnesota with a one seat house has done more in the last four months than the entire states of California, and New York, who've had super majorities for the last forty years. They they have truly decided. Like one of the best memes I, I sent to you right was Kathy Hochul, which who used to be the uh, I think it was just uh, one of the state senator before she was lieutenant governor. Yeah, but she's the governor now. But she had a super majority. Like genuinely, like. Kathy Hochul versus what is New York, right? versus yeah yeah she took over after Cuomo was ousted but yeah her with a supermajority for decades versus Minnesota with a single house seat it's just it's literally Lenin or it's uh yeah it's Lenin versus yeah. just like a snail it's insane 
Yeah. I've never been more proud to say I'm from Minnesota than it's the last just like, six months. I think this is the first time in my life I've experienced like legitimate patriotism. And it's not Genuinely. for this shithole of a country. It's just for the great state of Minnesota. It's our true blue baby up north. Oh, all of our lakes. They're actually going to protect them with like getting the lead pipes out of places, actually giving more reparations to the indigenous peoples of the area. It's just been progressive hit uh, after and, hit. And you, and it's, I don't understand a single person who could possibly find a way to complain about him. Well, His I biggest mean, complaint beforehand was COVID. All of Carver County. Yeah. It, our, it, our, it, our, it is... <laughs> 100% like reactionary politics or like assimilation biases. They've already decided they hate Walls, mainly because he's a Democrat. And so they'll refuse to look at any like decent policy he implements. Like my father, every time like I'm home or like anywhere, he talks about how like to get out of Minnesota and how Minnesota's going to shit. Well, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, Minnesota's been going crazy. Minnesota has become, has become the best state like solidified in the union for sure. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota's my been, my like, dad uh, also had a take on it, but in the opposite sense, he's, my parents have, are both fairly strong democratic. They they tell themselves they're neutral and but lean quote unquote left, but like they're just they're, they vote they will vote democrat. I don't think I don't at least for the foreseeable future or whatever like that. And my dad actually had a pretty good take on that. He was like, if you if you want to make sure that the the RNC literally knows to get to get out of Minnesota like permanently, what you do because Minnesota currently has like I think the fourth or fifth highest state income tax level for some reason, even though we're we've been operating at billions of dollars of a surplus for yeah, the last we have a huge several surplus years every year so we always have huge refunds from the state is why mm-hmm. and now and now plus um the money that will be coming in with legalized marijuana as of august 1st which we've huge talked money. about allows for a lot of pot and so therefore a lot of money being bought which is just stupid not to pass everywhere because you're just costing yourself billions of dollars nope but he actually he's, he's like okay so take the surplus we already have take the money we're gonna get from both legalized sports betting and uh, gambling or and um weed use that to justify lowering the state income tax to like five and a half percent you would never see a republican elected i don't care in the ruralist minnesota because what are you going to complain about you yep. can make up things as much as you want but at the end of the day you just instantly got another four and a half percent on your check every single time yeah no i i agree and like we have the uh i don't i don't personally think the minnesota state income tax is that outrageous i would say don't cut it and put that towards more social programs would be our stance i think you would agree with that i would 100 um, agree with that i would i would say readjust the tax structures so that's coming directly from like the wealthiest individuals like kellogg's and, oh, obviously like, all, like, yeah biggest chains yeah we're not even disagreeing at all on that but the actual like quote unquote like middle class and even like some of like the lower like and definitely the lower class yeah four and a half five percent you call that a day you'll never see a republican elected ever again no yeah i on i like very proud to be a Minnesota. Like I, like think about like a like vaguely think about like the future and where I want to move after school and stuff. And I never had like I was like yeah maybe I'll go back to Minnesota. And I've never before like the last few weeks had a strong desire to go back to Minnesota like I do now. Mm-hmm. And you, know, I think um, I know this is a little bit because I don't actually know if this is true, but someone told me once upon a time was Target was founded in Minnesota, right? Like that's why it's Target Field. I'm pretty sure it's a Minnesota company. Yeah. Yeah, which brings that to a. Uh, and the new culture war, uh, Target, ban Target because they're going gay, obviously. Target's woke. Target they're is They're trancing woke. your I, kids. I, I can confirm I was, in the, I was in the aisles and I immediately felt the satanic rush of pedophilia come over me. I needed, I, he, I needed I to. I actually immediately turned to trans. Cameron's not a woman. Yep, um, I am. Uh, yep, I am non, I'm non, non-binary. And uh, 
I, uh, yeah, I became gay immediately. I just, I could feel the voice of Satan. What we are referring to, in obviously a joking manner, is um, Target has come out with their this year's line of um, LGBTQ plus um, clothing line because it is coming up on June. We'll talk about that more when we actually get into June. But we are coming up on June, which means it is LGBTQ plus IA Pride Month. Um, and because of this, it is a conservative's favorite. This is their Christmas. December is uh, to normal people like June is to conservatives because everything is going to turn rainbow. It's going to make them feel ways that they were told by daddy was wrong, especially Steven Crowder. <laughs> and they have targeted towards Target because what other better place to look than a literal Target that you throw darts at? But this um, conservative TikToker, I don't know the account. I'm not on the demon app. I don't want the Chinese on my phone kind of thing. Basically, she took this video in Target going up to, like, she took this line of clothing, which has a tuck option for transitioning um, uh, individuals, which allows, like, transitioning uh, men to women to be able to express themselves, like, you know, like a sane person. But they do not offer, like, they offered it in adult sizes. They realized, I can become famous really quick and a really fast reactionary. So they took it, they moved it to the kids section and said, they're trans in the kids. They want the kids' it's, penises to tuck in here. The stuff that they, like, it's, like, obviously, like, in the targets, there is a pride section, which is, it is full of, it's, you know, as the name would apply, full of pride stuff. It's full of rainbow shit, but it's, it's all adult clothing. I, I think I think it's almost exclusively adult clothing, and the, anything that is kids' clothing is just, like, has a rainbow on it or something. The one that I saw was, like, the most frustrating video, and I sent it to you immediately, was, this guy was literally being just a straight-up nuisance, going up to random people with a picture that says, like, my first Pride Month or something like that. It's just, like, a general small shirt or whatever like that with a rainbow, with rainbow letterings. So it made him feel a certain way. And he took it upon himself to become a nuisance, going from person to person. Do you support this satanic propaganda? Everyone he went up to would either say, yeah, I don't care, or, like, or just walk away entirely until he was told by the store clerk. Like, he was like, do you believe in... Like, you support the Satan propaganda? She turned immediately to him, who worked there, and said, yeah, I do. I actually don't believe in God, so uh, you can go right off to hell and walk out my door right now. Let him out and God trespassed. Let's go. Yeah, she she handled him immediately because she was like, so you're an out and about Satanist? He's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was just yeah, like, just agree, we literally just agree with everything here. they say. Just agree with everything they say. They have no, they they have no answer for it. Their whole, the whole point of reactionary conservatism is to be, have a reaction. You have to react to something. So if you don't give them the power to react, they lose all of that imagined power. Well, and it's like, I, I saw another TikTok the other day about it. And like some of the stuff they were getting, like it was literally just like manufactured outrage. Like some of the stuff they were getting mad at was like, it wasn't even like pride stuff. Like it was, it could maybe vaguely get interpreted as something maybe pride. And they were like, this is in the kids section. And I'm like, it's a great t-shirt that says, be proud on it or something. Like, yeah, okay, I guess it's a pride shirt. You got them. You got them good. You, you did get them, absolutely. You are indoctrinating our kids. We need to be, they need to be saved, brought to Jesus. And who was white, by the way? Make sure you don't forget that. And a conservative, and, definitely. And a, <laughs> definitely famously, had blonde Famously hair. capitalist. <laughs> famously, yeah. Love to, love to keep the wealth in the, in the hands of the 1%. Very white, very, very yes. <laughs> Hated all gays. <laughs> famously you white, know, famously not a leftist. We're, we're coming up on the like obviously June, which is like I said, is the Christmas for conservatives. And I, I always I thought about this too. 
I was talking to my dad about it. And like, I truly think that the only reason, like when the Bible was written, whatever, what like time period it was, because when that was being written, when, when, when Catholicism and when Christianity more broadly was first coming into the public sphere, like, the biggest opponent to it was both were the pagans and were the Romans because they wanted to control more, more of the world than they did. So they basically looked at Rome, at like modern day Rome to them and said, whatever they're doing is a sin. And that will be like what we base our entire evil off of. So the only reason that they said you will not sleep with the same person of the same sex and made like homosexuality a sin is because the Romans did it. They were, they practiced having like orgies and different like forms of, yeah physical affection between the, both male the and the female. And the Romans were fucking little boys. Oh yeah. Like they, they, they had the Romans uh, were fucking little boys. Adults, yeah. Little femme boys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They had little femme boys. They were just fucking. Did you see that Netflix that released that uh, Queen Cleopatra um, like show? Uh, I heard it got flamed, but even by the Egyptian government. The Egyptian government is suing them for altered history because they are making this proud stance. They made her black, right? They, they were like, well, you can't prove that she wasn't black, <laughs> even though there were plenty of historical documents. Like, she's yeah, she's not white, but she's not black. She's Egyptian. Yeah, like, she's Mediterranean. Like, are, you, are you crazy? She's like Mediterranean. She's got like a like she's like she would have had like a Greek kind of skin. I'm pretty sure she's from Greece, like Greece area. Yeah, exactly. Like that's and the, yeah, they it got flamed by the uh, by the critics. I think it has like a ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. It's absurdly low. Both the fan and the audience score. I don't know. Or I both think the critic the, like, and the audience score. I think that's so silly, though. It's like, because, like, all things considered, I mean, the Egyptians are being consistent. Because when the, there was a Cleopatra movie that came out in, like, the 80s with a white Cleopatra, and they got mad about that, too. Well, um, how is it so hard for these people just to cast, like, the rep, like, like cast an Egyptian? But, like, that's but where who she's cares? But who yeah, cares? Yeah, who cares? It's like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, tradition, especially in historical roles. You don't really want to change the race. But, like, at the yeah, end of the day, like, as somebody that old, like, I don't, know, I don't know. I guess I guess I get it. I get it. Like, uh, if I was Egyptian, maybe I'd get a little mad about it. But not, like, lawsuit mad about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just West, it's just Western forces trying to make, make sure themselves, like, treat them like the way it is. It's just rainbow capitalism and, like, uh, cross with, zero circle with the cross capitalism is still oppressive, no matter how much you want to dress it up and say that it's not. It's still the same thing. It's still imperialism hiding behind a different mask. It's just yeah, I hate, enforcing our thing. Honestly, I fucking hate June. Not because it's Pride Month, just because rainbow capitalism. I'm so sick of every company changing their logo to a rainbow and then proceeding to, like, fund the most homophobic institutions in the country. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll definitely be talking about this. We'll have a, definitely a dedicated um, June episode and talking about probably it probably towards month, the end yeah. of the month. Yeah, uh, or, yeah for sure. Month, we'll probably do Juneteenth at the end of the month. That's true. Because um, coming up at the end of the month will be the 10-year anniversary of the Supreme Court decision, the case against state. So, like, basically what allowed uh, same-sex marriage to even be allowed in the first place, like, federally. That's that 10 years ago this year. So we'll definitely be talking about that. But I suppose we can talk uh, that we'll definitely have to mention our next piece of not news, but if you look at the calendar and you look at the day that this is being filmed on, we are filming this and releasing this on May 29th, which is the last Monday in May, AKA Memorial Day. And we'll be talking a little bit here about Memorial Day. We've got up a lot, a lot of news, but this is definitely like what we want to talk about some more. Talk about the general military like military stuff and just how we, we treat this day as so this holier than thou 
like Dave, which is in the name of the forgotten, which it absolutely is. It's not about anything else other than them and honoring their sacrifice and everything like that. But at the same time, you can't look at that and real and not question why these brave men and women had to go off to die in the first place. The fact that mo- like 99% of the time they didn't, if not 100% of the time they didn't, all to make some guy in some office a little bit richer at the end of the day. Yeah, it's... This is something that I kind of go back and forth. I mean, America has not fought a just war since World War II. Mm, absolutely. I, I, I feel like that's a, I, I think that's a pretty easy thing. I mean, some crazy motherfuckers will still... I mean, you can't defend Iraq. Some psychos will still defend Afghanistan. And they're just, you know, we're alive in 2001, whatever happens. But, like, America hasn't fought a truly just war since World War II. And... I, I often have this, like, internal, like, conflict. You know, this is when, you know, talking about, like, veterans. Because I don't think veterans, you know, even if they were happened to be the ones, you know, pulling the trigger, committing the atrocities, obviously I condemn that. But, like, it's just some kid wants school, you know? Like, he got fucked mm-hmm. over by his government. He got lied to. He got manipulated. It's not his fault, you know? I, I don't necessarily think I'm going to treat them as, like, a hero, per se, because I don't think they did anything particularly heroic, you know, as an overall, I'm sure they, plenty of them did heroic things over there and they have my respect. And I think, you know, all of our military spending sh- should be slashed first of all, and then the rest of it should go towards veterans care. Um, I the way we treat our veterans is obviously like unacceptable, but to what prop is it? up the American military as like a good institution is insane. Mm, and it's, it's sold to us from the earliest days of Hollywood. Like, Oh, and that's look, coming from a cool. DOD defense contractor. Exactly. So you're going. You're you're just a job trader at this point. Yeah. Um. What was it? Oh, what is the statistic? It's like was it 16 or 17 veterans commit suicide every hour or something like that? Is it? It's, 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 it's insanely seven, it's high. Like 17 a minute. It's really high. Yeah. So so pull, pull that up. Pull that up. See how that is. But it, it goes right to show you because like yeah, like you, you said it right. A lot of these people just want education. A lot of these people want to be able to provide for them because they realize afterward they're gonna be fine. But first, they have to go through these atrocities, and afterward, they were told, "We'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. You're never like healthcare will be fine. Um, you're ta- you're you're paying all these like, whatever that you're getting paid. You're bringing all these back into society. As soon as your tour is done, they don't give a single fuck about what you do. Your you, your cannon fodder is done. There has never been, to quote Eugene Jebs, there has never been a war waged from the war, like the like war lower class. It's always the bourgeois class, like bourgeois class, sending these." cannon fodder men and women, well, men for most of the time, but men and women off to die to make sure that their interests are better. It's never their kids that have to do it. It's never them setting off to fight. It's the high class versus another high class using the, like using their respective lower classes to fight against each other. So they can be a little bit more powerful with like blink of an eye. Yeah. So statistics pulled up in uh, 2019, which is the most recent I'm seeing here on my quick search. It was uh, 17.2 a day, which is 52.3% greater than the average for non-veteran United States adults. Yeah, which, which just shows you, like I said, like it's a lack of like medical care. It's completely, like, the VA is completely underfunded. It's, it, we spend more, more to blow up some random, some random uh, place in the desert than we do on healthcare for the people that were over there being lied to in the first place. Yeah, well, and even, like, beyond that, you know, veterans have, like, a 11 and 12, 12% homelessness rate, too. 
Like we can't like, you know, these a lot of them straight out of high school or like, you know, out of the guy I do and enlisted and they get back and, you know, they gave up their chance to go to a lot of them, you know, used it to get free college, but a lot of them gave up their chance to go to school to go fight for their country. And they did their tour and that, and the country fucking spits on them says, fuck you. You're done. I don't give a shit. You know, I exactly. worked with a couple guys who were veterans over the summer and he did eight years in the U S Navy and they give him $35 a month in benefits. That's you get, you get more as a pension as like, even a rail worker or, or just some basic benign yeah. job. You can work at McDonald's to get a pen, better pension than that. Like if you're not going to, if you don't serve long enough to get your GI bill, like you're fucked, it's over. And that's yeah. like, a, it's like 10, it's 10 years. <laughs> it's 20 for a GI. It's 10 years for like a real pension. That, that was that two or three tours. The tour is two or four years, right? Or something like that. It's like 400 days. Uh, three to four, depending. Yeah. So that's a lot. You're spending a long time literally just being harassed around being uh, being forced into especially like the most one of the most like if we want to tie it back into the june aspect of it too it's one of the most like terrifying like environments to be in for being a homosexual man or woman especially a homosexual man is the military Absolutely. you know how homophobic and like just those institutions like the don't say gay bill like that or like or uh was it it wasn't don't say gay it was a uh, don't ask don't tell or whatever it was that was like a whole policy back in the early two before it was widely like accepted where it was just like assumed that it was like straight. I, I don't know the exact details, but it was something, it was very repressive. I'm sure that you're probably typing away over there. Yeah. It's 2011 when they rescinded the don't ask, don't tell policy. Mm. Yeah. And it, like, that is the most like dangerous part. Like one of the most dangerous parts you're being put through this. You're being treated as literally just cannon fodder being told that you are the human weapon. We're going to send you out there. We're going to make you kill whoever we want you and if you if you disagree with us at all, you'll be court-martialed and you'll be sent to prison for the rest of your life, or like denied access to voting. Just try to stop things, and basically given no shot. Because if you don't follow military like hierarchy perfectly, well, there goes your pension, there goes your like GI bill, like, like you were saying, and there goes the whole reason you ran in the first place. You still have the trauma to deal with, and you still have like as soon as you're out of it, they're gonna sue. They're gonna sue your ass, and you're gonna have to pay the med- like the legal bills afterward anyway. Well, and it's so frustrating that the people who I am. The, the Republicans, you know, they'll prop up the military as this great institution and these veterans as heroes, but they still just they piss on them when they, they spit on them when they come back. Like, how are you going to say, you know, talk about how heroic these men and women are and then just leave them to fucking die on the streets with the, like their severe, like give them no funding for the severe mental illnesses that you gave them, give them no funding for the homes that because you gave them no skills to have a real job. It's yeah. The, uh, this kind of ties in well too with the other story I was just coming back to too, because one of the, one of the biggest like obviously one of the biggest prog- uh, progressive like legislative acts has been trying to reduce military spending and allocate those same tax dollars to be put towards social programs and trying to actually help people rather than just like attack people that don't agree with this or <laughs> it's just corporate like it's going to boost profit margins. So like we've been coming up at the beginning of June here on the deadline of defaults for the U S debt. And that has, that was one of the pieces of like budgeting that was been trying to be pushed by Bernie Sanders and the AOCs of Congress trying to, oh, excuse me, try to reallocate military spending towards more social programs. And that was not even discussed within negotiations between the two, between the house and the presidency. So it was not a penny was wasted there. What I also don't get is like, Kim McCarthy's fucked, no matter what. 
Oh yeah, like, 100%. Cuz like he he won't put the bill on the floor because of like the fucking uh the libertarians like the Matt Gates and whoever. I don't remember what they call the, themselves. The, the American First Congress uh Congress. Yeah. The caucus. Yeah, yeah American First Caucus. Like the, he cuz if he doesn't give in to all their, you know, if he doesn't make all the concessions to them, they'll remove him as speaker, but if he does it, like if we default, it's McCarthy's going to get flamed. He's done. It's over. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to. They've reached the negotiations like that they wanted to both make. They're, yeah. It was trending on Twitter actually the other day. It was hashtag caved because every other tweet was, oh, McCarthy finally caved. Oh, Biden finally caved. Oh, Brandon finally gave in. Oh, there goes McCarthy. He's giving in to the rhinos. And it was just like, who was blaming who? Who caved more? Who got fucked by the other guy more? It was just, yeah. It was yeah, so funny. I, and so like with that, you know, we talk about the 14th Amendment, for those who aren't familiar, basically – states that you know like we can't default on the debt like it's and technically like under the i don't remember what the exact word of the 14th amendment is but it could very easily be interpreted that a debt ceiling in general is unconstitutional and so a lot of people were calling on our boy joe brandon to invoke the 14th amendment and end this um and i have mixed feelings about it uh i think he could have and i think if it you know like we really weren't gonna get anywhere i think he should have but at the same time, by the time it got around to where he needed to do it, his hands were tied because, I mean, he can invoke it, but it's going to the courts. Yeah, it, in, in Section 4 of the 14th Amendment, the exact wording is, but neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in aid of an insurrection or rebellion against the United States or any claim of loss or emancipation of any slave, but all such debts, obligation, claims should be held invalid and void. So basically, like, the people that are trying to go against, like, the paying of the debt would be considered as, like, uh, constitutionally treasonous and therefore they have to pay them because like they want to make sure that the South would pay back after the Civil War. Yeah. So that's like where that basis comes from. But yeah, I, I don't I, I never really saw any path towards this default and I knew one of them would give in at the same no, time. Like, there was no way we were ever going to do it. One of the one of the best Trump takes out of that town hall was literally saying because someone asked him straight up like when you were president in 2019 when the last time that there were the threats of defaulting on the debt, but the Democrats held the house, he always said, I always asked, would it, would someone never use the debt ceiling for negotiation? And everyone said, no, that, no, sir, that would be sacred. So he said, okay, it's sacred because he was president. But now he's saying to you, the, for the Republicans in the house to use this as that very negotiated wedge. And, and uh, Caitlin, was Caitlin Collins that did the town hall? That sounds right. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was Caitlin Collins. And she asked for like, well, you said this in 2019 that you would never use it. It would be sacred for anyone to like use this. It'd be completely wrong. And she was, and he was like, well, I was president then. I wasn't president now. Those were like yeah. his exact words. Like, yeah. Sir, you can't say that out loud. What do no, you say? But he, no, but he can't. No, no, no one else could except Donnie. Donnie is the only one that can get away with that. He's just, he's, he's just so crazy. Back. And he's just, he's, he's so back though. Yeah. hundred percent. Back my I, I love that he, during that interview, he, Defamed E.G. Carroll again. <laughs> exactly. He, that's, that's another thing we did. We, we, uh, but he did the Alex Jones. Yeah, he he was he was found liable in a New York uh, civil civil court for um, sexual abuse and defamation of E.G. Carroll, an author. I think she's what she's eight, some late eighties, early nineties at this point. She's she's older for sure. But yeah, they they met in sometime in the nineteen nineties. I think later in the nineties, and he um, has been found by a court that he sexually abused. Uh, and rape, they didn't use, obviously, the, the criminal case of rape, but he was found liable for sexual assault or sexual abuse and was ordered to pay her $5 million in reparative damages for defaming her. 
the very next day is this town hall and they ask him a question about it he continues to defame her sir that is another crime and she has filed more paperwork against that that's an open and shut case you did it on live television it's over yeah you got found guilty on the first one you're gonna get found guilty on this one like yeah my brother Grace, you did it on cnn yeah like you, you think someone wasn't watching at that point they don't have the footage like you can't just say that. You just like, you're like, oh, I can get away with it. I can walk down Fifth Avenue and I can shoot someone right now. But yeah, you just got found guilty for that crime, dumbass. You're gonna have to pay it again. Like, it's an open and shut case. He's rich. I think truly that is like DeSantis. Oh, another part to tie back into the Memorial Day. Do you know DeSantis called himself a veteran during his like launch or whatever? So gross. That's disgusting. He was not. He was not a veteran. He was a lawyer for Guantanamo Bay. That was what his military service was. So don't ever let anyone tell you different than that. Yeah, he but got to anyway, watch people get tortured. Yeah, and then he had to come up with the legal recourse to make sure that it was still okay. That was his yeah. job, was to defend the torturers, not the people in the camps, of course. He's a piece of human filth. But um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. What, what were we just talking about? Was this uh, like something we're talking about Trump defaming E. Jean Carroll and then being rich and then going back to DeSantis? Yeah, I, just, uh, I had I had a train of thought on Trump though, but yeah, it's it's gone now. But yeah, it's it's just open, open and check. Oh, that's what it was. Is I truly think, and I think Hassan might mention this too, but like the only chance that DeSantis has to be like like he has to be like at least a not decently intelligent guy because he's been proven that's not the case. At least his public persona isn't, but. He did go to Yale through with daddy's money. And he did go to Harvard also with daddy's money. But he went through and he got law. He was a lawyer. He has to know at some – like he has to know that he is like uh, – he has to hope that the only chance that he has going forward in 2024 is if Trump is arrested because he has yep. to be banking on that. Now, Grant, I still think he will pull extremely well from prison. You, uh, Eugene Debs ran for prison, got a million votes back in 1920. And Trump is obviously way more popular than a socialist in the 20s was. I could see him. I, uh, here's the thing. I could, there is enough unhinged people out there that would totally nominate him from prison. I don't know how much the RNC would like allow it to happen. But what are they going to do? Let him run independent they, and steal their just, caucus again? They could just, yeah, I mean, probably. But they, like, they'd lose, he runs they'd lose horribly. If he runs for president, there's no chance he wins the election. No, no way. He'll lose miserably. Because yeah, no that, normie's going to vote for the guy in prison. You'd be surprised, though. I, I, obviously, a lot of normies don't care enough. They'd be like, oh, he's in prison. Yeah, I'm not going to vote for him. But, like, yeah. he is so – he's too charismatic to, like, to lose his, like, original voters. And the people that kind of shifted towards Biden in 2020 are going to, like, their, their wallets feel a little more empty right now. Or at least that's what the media keeps telling them. Because the media really wants Trump to be president again, um, because ratings, Content. and they're feeling they're they're feeling that weight in their wallet, um, and they're like, oh, maybe he wasn't so bad. It has been four years. Maybe he's calmed down a little bit. So I truly think that that, that won't go away, even if he is in prison. Yeah, I I think he's going to lose regardless. Yeah, I, I don't um, see a path to victory for him for sure. I think he's losing regardless. I think he loses by more if he's in prison. Obviously. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, I see no clear path to victory for him. Almost like Brandon dies, and even then he might lose by more. I think I think if Harris is the actual person, if Brandon dies between now well, and the end of if Brandon dies, it won't be Harris though. It'll be Marion Williamson or JFK Junior or RFK Junior. 
but you're not going to give it to the sitting president, like really, even like because no, like not, let's say there's she, let's, no way they give it to Kamala. They're idiots, man. They don't there's care. No way they can't give it to Kamala, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the DNC generally needs to look at Minnesota and be like, okay, what can we actually do to help people? But no, they don't care. They, they, no, they, they don't. All they look at as is red bad. I'm going to beat you because I'm going to make more money than you. That's all they care about. So if, yeah. it, if you're going to take the sitting, like it's only ever happened once where the sitting president was not given the nomination. Brandon will get it for sure. And if he dies, Harris is going to get it 1000%. No, there's no way they give. It. I don't think they'd give it to Kamala. She's too unpopular. <coughs> She's so unpopular. You're assuming that they that they know that. Oh, They're I could... too stupid to know that. Right. Well, it's also like you know the whole do nothing Democrats. Like they want to sit there and what the Republicans do their thing. And well, Trump kind of says this in the town hall too, and the, both sides do this. You can't if the, the game they play now, you can't really do anything. Because the whole the name of the game is win your incumbent battles so that you could collect your fucking paycheck and do your insider trading and fundraise for your campaign and then just pocket it. Like the that name is, of the game is isn't the doing anything. Yeah. So like Trump in the town hall doesn't doesn't directly say that overturning Roe was a good thing, like or he, like he does, but like he doesn't say that like banning abortion is a good thing because he knows you can't give that to people because like. Okay, Republicans ban abortion. What what are they that all right, they're gonna run on gay people now. All right, they're gonna ban gay people. What are you gonna run on now? It's over. You're done. Exactly. You lost. Like you're you, it, people like sooner or later you're not gonna be able to culture war people into like voting for you because they're gonna start to realize how shitty your economic policy is. Exactly. That when they yeah, start to feel like because guess what, you can only like pinch the the uh, lower class or the working class so so hard before they feel it. But it's also like damn, I keep losing my train of thought. But oh, the culture war thing. Yeah, it's like it's I got instantly. It's instantly better, insanely better to dangle the carrot in front of the horse rather than to give the horse the carrot. And that's the evangelicals with the abortion. Yeah, when the horse went, they came out in droves to let vote. The dog catch the car. You exactly. can't let the dog what catch the do? car. Because what yeah, other it doesn't know what to do? Doesn't know what to do once they got own, the car. The evangelicals, the evangelicals only care that a a white dude is in office because Jesus was white. Let's not forget. That's that's one of them, and the other one was that the babies aren't being killed. Well, if the babies aren't being killed anymore, dude, half of like like seventy five percent of Congress is white. That's all they care about. They don't really even care about the woman issue. They'd prefer if it was a man, but they don't really care. At the end of the day, Marjorie Titan Green oh, claims got, to be an evangelical. <laughs> I got really really frustrated, like legitimately angry, just for no like just for no reason, just like. Every like every couple weeks or so, I just like re realize that nothing is ever going to happen. That both parties are the same. They're never going to fucking do anything. They're just going to keep sitting there and saying they're going to do something and fundraising about it, and we'll never actually experience any legitimate change at a federal level. Not in the foreseeable future, at least. Like yeah, it, it's yeah. so like people like like are like fucking Democrats or Republicans hate each other so fucking much. Like you guys are literally the same. They don't give a fuck about you. They're never going to do anything. Voting on a fucking wedge issue is so stupid because they're never, ever going to pass anything on it. Unless you're Minnesota, where you casually pass yeah. um, universal background well, local checks and red Local and, elections and red are completely flags. different. Local elections yeah, local elections different. actually matter. Yeah. State elections mean so much more than the federal election. Yeah, and then Minnesota proves like, that. Minnesota and yeah, Arkansas can, prove that right now. Mm-hmm, exactly. You can count on one hand 
the amount of times the president impacts your life. It, like it, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it's matter. But guess what? Your your governors definitely matter. Your state legislators matter. Your county officials matter. Like those are people that are actually going to affect your life every single day. If you look at Florida right now, they're casually reverting to fascist like government while there's a quote unquote, while there's a Democrat the opposite. That's supposed to be the opposite, right? Quote unquote. That's supposed to be the left. But Ronnie D is controlling that place like a pseudo Hitler trying to go as far right as possible. He's trying to go the right of Donald Trump. You can't do that. That man is already the – that guy is the guy. Uh, DeSantis, fucking – when he announced his thing to her, he was saying something about it. The only good thing Donald Trump did in his entire – well, two things. The only two good things Donald Trump did in his entire presidency was start pulling us out of Iraq and Afghanistan and – um uh, the, his prison, like his neat, like decriminalizing, yeah, for prisons. And DeSantis wants to repeal that, like it's what, yeah, like the he, first, like signed an executive order first day repealing that. I'm like, what do you mean? That was Trump's only dub. It's the same way too with um, the is the DACA people, or it, it's another thing with the immigration that, that basically all like people or amnesty. It's amnesty. Ron DeSantis yeah. wants to uh, repeal amnesty. You have any idea how popular amnesty is? It's like universal background check popular. It's like seventy yeah. to eighty percent. And you want to repeal that because you want to go even further to the right of Trump? Yeah, you but can't so, do that. so many other things like abortions over sixty percent in popularity. So it's like everything, like pretty much every like, like trans rights, gay rights, everything's like pulling over sixty percent popularity, and they just don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's, it's it's incredibly frustrating, but we can actually at least find some hope there, and I truly hope that that continues going on. But, you know, another part of it, I, I just pulled this up. Uh, I, I, I started writing kind of like the outline of this show a while ago. I, I'm surprised that I did because I forgot about it. Do you know what? Um, I think it's it's not. To, it might even be today. Um, let me pull it up here. One. Oh, yeah. So it was it was yesterday. Seven years ago yesterday, just to make you feel even older, Harambe died. I saw that. How does that make you feel? I, I it's tragic. Like, I saw that yeah, I, last that's night. crazy. Yeah, 2016. There are people born in 2016 that are going to turn seven years old. Was the fall of our country? That's where the beginning of the end. That that was the 100 percent the beginning of the end. That was before, because once we got through the summer of 2016, the best time of all of our lives. It went. We got to November. Trump won. uh, Hill dog lost, and this is not no Hillary. Don't hear this and don't run again. Yeah, Hillary. No no, no one wants that. (laughs) No one wants that. But yeah, that was the absolute. That was the pinnacle. Big big monkey die, the world ends. What can we I, say? Honestly, I'm just. Regardless of what happens at this next election, at the end of the day, it's not really gonna matter that much. I um, think you said it best. Like your ideal scenario in 24 would be Trump wins, but the House and the Democrat are like 435 Democrats and 100 Democrats. That way, Trump can't do a goddamn thing. Yeah, like that way, because yeah. that way he gets his four years. Has no power, and he's like, yeah. "All right, after that, you're done. You never but have no, to. Hear, you I, can never honestly, be from again." I think that is still my ideal situation because obviously, I'd rather have Brandon win because you know he's not unhinged. But uh, like, but like Trump's gonna go. Like he'll never accept the results of the election. He'll call no, fraud. Absolutely. He's already said January six two electric boogaloo. Um, I will be the first in. The, I will be first in line. Insurrection Day Part Two. I will yeah, be there. I'm gonna be up. with the Antifa people storming the Capitol. Um, I'm going to have my face their, their faces are going to be grafted onto me while I climb and steal the speaker's lectern again that was me the first time I'm actually recording on that I'm right actually now. the shaman 
Um, yeah. <laughs> guy, isn't that guy like the, 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 the Proud Boy? Yeah, the, the Proud Boy guy, uh, the leader of the, the Proud Boys, or like that, the founder of it, got sentenced to 19 years or something well, like that. Did you see conspiracy? Trump and DeSantis both said they'll pardon them, like first day and Of course. Because they didn't do anything wrong. It, they were just peaceful. Yeah, but it was also right. Well, yeah, it was, it was peaceful. But it was also, but it was riotous because Nancy wouldn't take in the National Guard. So, like, yeah. that was also one of Trump's like favorite like lines. It was a bunch like, of it was, it was a bunch peaceful. of peaceful protesters, except for the violent Antifa. But it was peaceful. Yeah. But it was violent because Antifa. Because crazy Nancy, she wouldn't call the Capitol Police. I told them they could have all of them, but crazy Nancy said no. But it was peaceful. But it was violent. But it was peaceful. <laughs> Biggest crowd I ever spoke to. But I, I still, like, I still think that. The situation that ends best for everybody is Trump wins 24 with a Democratic supermajority in the House and Senate, or just a fa- just a majority, honestly, would do for all four yeah. years. Trump doesn't have to be a whiny little bitch about losing again. He goes away. Um, Brandon's done. He will get nothing done because the Senate, they won't allow it. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen for four years. Not, just nothing will happen. Yep. Claris Thompson be, will hopefully. Claris Thomas will hopefully die. Um, we, we can only. We can only be. We can only hope. And then, then the Senate holds out for four years. Nope. We'll have that eighth spot ready to go for our next Democratic president. Yep. And yeah, fill the uh, fill the fill the court with like four hundred more people. Call it a day. Yeah. If uh, I hope Trump wins in twenty four and destroys Ron DeSantis's career so that he doesn't even want to run in twenty eight. So we just mm. have to, everybody who's fucking relevant right now just fucks right off, and we have a fresh start in twenty eight. Exactly the the peaceful designated survivor, if you will. Yeah, I no, nah, it doesn't even have to be peaceful. <laughs> we need a designated yeah. survivor. Yeah, exactly. What I think we've I think we both talked about this before. We're definitely both in agreement on the sense of whether Trump wins or loses in twenty four, he's done. He's going to be simply too old to run in 28 because people he would have lost twice at that point. To he was twice course. in a row to Joseph Brandon. It's over. Yeah, exactly. You, there's no coming back from that. Like, my guy, whether you want to call it stolen or not, first of all, when you run that second time, you'll be 83 that time. Yeah. And then it's going to um, be. Yeah. yeah. The Assuming the corner if, doesn't get him already. Yeah. If Trump loses, it, regardless, Trump's gone. Trump's done after 24, regardless. Um. Because if I I don't see a situation where he wins, and they flip the house, I I think yeah, the house will go Democrat again, and I think the Senate will stay Democrat. I don't I don't see a situation where I mean maybe he'll flip one, maybe he'll keep the house, but I I, don't, I maybe he'll flip the Senate. I think he loses the house no matter what. I think the house is blue because they, they um, only they only won by seventeen. They only won the first time in like in presidential election history that a midterm year was actually more favorable towards the incumbent president. Like yeah. obviously they lost the house, but only by seven seats. They were projected to lose by like 70. How bad the Republican like house has been. It's been awful. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know my dad and I disagree on this too, but when, when eventually, hopefully within I don't know, X amount of days, days, years, whatever, when Donnie finally does eat his last Big Mac and he finally collapses to the ground, I, I do truly think that a lot of Trumpian era, like Trumpian era politics, will die with him. There isn't like a whole lot of martyring system, especially if it's as long as like there will never be an assassination on him. Of course, at this point, it's just not possible. But the old natural cause of death, heart attack, just old whatever it is, 
I truly don't think he is a strong enough martyr figure to, if he dies naturally, to lead that into his, like, next, like, era of politics. Like, I agree. Yeah, people I be like, I, I, we were the party of Trump, but, like, okay, he's dead. Who are you trying to impress no. right now? You're just I, I agree. No one's. I agree. I think uh, there'll obviously be some crazies. There always is. But I think, like, the Trump era of Republicanism is done after 24. As soon as Trump's done, it's done. I think it'll fade very quickly. A few guys like DeSantis and Marjorie Titan Green will hang on to it a little bit and try and like push it. But I think it's, it's going to die out so fast. I think people, well, yeah, I think yeah. people are already sick of it. Everybody's sick of it already. Look at Reaganism. Like that wasn't that long ago, historically speaking. And like people will always claim, like, Oh, we're the party of Reagan. But now they're like the party of Trump. Well, okay. So if that lasts only 40 years and Reagan was widely considered like quote unquote, the best president we ever yeah. had across Reagan the aisle, swept but... the country. Exactly. And if he felt, uh, faded off in 40, give Trump 10 tops five. <laughs> That's not even close. Yeah, I I think regardless of what happens, it fades quickly. I'm just ready. Uh, I'm ready for 24 to be over. If he loses, I think he'll put up a fight. I don't think he'll put up as much of a fight as he did in 2020, depending on how badly he loses. Yeah, um, that's true. I think it's, I th- there'll be protests. Some people will probably die. Hopefully all of them, people who voted for them. Um. And nobody and January sixth, twenty twenty five. Yeah, they'll, they'll storm the White House this time. They'll get Joe Brandon. They will get. They'll get him. They'll get him this time. Kamala will be president. The, the the liberal plan will have succeeded. Kamala's president. Exactly. The, the new world order with the with the democratic Nazi uh, people run by Jewish people will take over. Yep. George Soros will walk into the White House. George, that's who, that's who he really needs to be as VP. That's Brandon's new running mate, is George Soros. Yeah, George Soros. Henry Kissinger. That's who he really needs. Oh, but, yeah, it's been, oh, uh, been really good talking again. I have, yeah, can you hear me? It's good to be back. Yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, been, been fun uh, talking it out. We'll probably cut it off here pretty quick here, unless there's anything else you wanted to catch, touch on this week. Oh, I think that's all I got. All right. Well, then, uh, yeah, this has been Season 2, Episode 1 of Hot TLGR Summer. Um, We'll be back again next week, and we'll be back for the rest of the summer, keeping you up to date on the news and politics of the world. And it's been great talking to you again. And, yeah, we'll catch you next week. (music) 